As I mentioned at the beginning of the service, we're in this series called The Rest of God. And that's because all of our lives are so busy. We live in a culture that packs its schedule, jam-packed, and we're so busy running around that we're exhausted. And it's easy to get exhausted. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the service also, as our schedules are so packed and we're busy, we're not just physically tired, we get to be uh, tired spiritually. Our souls get tired as we carry the burdens of the world as we carry the anxieties of getting everything done, as, as we carry the anxieties and, and worries of uh, losing control over our lives. And that's really what is behind the rest of God. The rest that God offers to you and to me. We saw that last week as we looked at just how big our God is. That when life is crashing down around you, we can go to our God who has one eternal life for you and me. That no matter what happens in life, we know how our story ends, and it's in the peace and rest of heaven as we live with our God forever. How our God has been with us in the past and delivered us, and how he is with us now. Today, we're going to stop to find what's missing. And so here's a question I want us to focus on this morning. If you could have one thing for today, if there's one thing that you could get or have that would bring you rest, what's that one thing? One thing that would bring you rest today. Maybe you're sitting there thinking, control. I need control over my schedule because as soon as I lose control, that's when anxiety sets in. Maybe it's productivity. I can't just sit around. I need to be productive. Because if I'm not productive, I can't rest because I just see my to-do list going up. Maybe you're sitting there thinking, you know what I need? I need some help around here. I'm tired of doing all the work in my household. I need someone to step up and, and help out around here. If I had help, we could get done quicker, and then we could have some rest. That's what Martha thought in Luke chapter 10. Luke is uh, one of those books of the Bible. The, the Bible's made up of 66 books. It's one book made up of 66. Four of those books are the Gospels, the biographies of Jesus, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And so we're in the biography of Jesus, uh, Luke, chapter 10, and Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem when he stops outside of Jerusalem at a, a little village called Bethany where Mary and Martha lived. And as he enters the city, Martha invites him into her home. And this is what we hear. We're starting in Luke chapter 10, verse 38. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem where he stops at Mary and Martha's house. Uh, and did you catch how many people Mary and Martha are hosting? 
Not just Jesus. Jesus and his disciples. You're hosting 13 people. Plus Mary and Martha, that's 15 mouths to feed. This isn't just, uh, you know, having a friend over for dinner. This is like Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner where, you know, you have to go to the closet and bring out the extra leaf or two in the table so that you can extend it so that there's enough seats around the table. That's this kind of dinner party. And Martha is preparing all of the meal. Which to you and me, you know, we, we cook at Thanksgiving and Christmas, and it's a lot, but it wasn't like this. Because remember, they didn't have refrigerators. You and I, we just go into the fridge, get out the Christmas ham or the Thanksgiving turkey, and, and we put it in the oven or however we cook it, and, and that's pretty much the extent of it. Not for Martha. Martha has to go out back and slaughter the lamb. She has to clean it. She has to prepare it. Then she has to cook it. And then, oh, there's bread with dinner? She doesn't have an H-E-B on the corner to go down and buy bread. She has to bake it from scratch. There's a lot to do to prepare this meal for not just three, but for 15. And you can feel the anxiety in Martha. You get the picture, don't you? As she's running around, trying to get everything done. She's hurrying up, trying to get everything done so that they can eat on time. Because what does she know? If people don't eat, they get hungry. And when they get hungry, they get angry. We get hangry, don't we? And so she's trying to get all of this done so that they can eat on time. And as she looks, what does she see? Her sister. Just sitting there. Doing nothing. Talking to Jesus. That's it. And so not only is she overwhelmed and burned by all that, now she's got bitterness creeping in. Until all of a sudden it just blurts out, Jesus, don't you care that Mary has left me to do all this by myself? Tell her to help me. Can you imagine? Maybe for a few of your moms, you're thinking, I don't have to imagine, I live it every night. I prepare dinner, I cook, I clean. And meanwhile, I look out, and what's my family doing? Sitting on the couch looking at their iPhones, <laughs> looking at their screens. It'd be great to have some help around here. That's how Martha felt. Martha needed help. What she needed, actually, was to get dinner done, to hurry up and get that accomplished so that then they could sit down and eat and rest. And it would be great if Mary could help. I think we can relate to Martha a little bit, can't we? Living in the culture that we're in, we're busy. And we want to be hurried and get there and accomplish our to-do list so that then we can sit and relax. And it leads to all kinds of things, like Mary, or like Martha. Overwhelmed, burdened, anxious, distracted by many things. And if that's how you feel this morning, if that's how your day-to-day is, it's because we have the mindset of our first point. We think the one thing we need is to hurry up and accomplish. I need to get going. I need to get after it. This was Martha. I need to hurry and accomplish dinner so I can rest. 
I had a real, as I was working through this earlier in the week, uh, I had this realization uh, that no matter how productive I am, no matter how much I'm on the go, no matter how much I actually accomplish during the day, I'm going to bed at night with things still on my to-do list. Because what happens is, is I wake up in the morning and I have my own to-do list that, that I have in my mind, and then what happens as the day goes on? I may accomplish some of them, but there are more that just keep getting tacked on and tacked on and tacked on. And when I go to bed at night, I, I sit and think, man, I didn't get this done, this done, this done, or this done. And I wonder if Jesus were sitting here today, if he would look at me and say, Stephen, Stephen, you're worried and upset about many things. I wonder if you'd look into my heart and see someone overburdened. I wonder if you would look and, and see someone who's lost their, their reference point. I wonder if you would look inside my heart and see somebody who, who has bought the lie that I need to hurry up and accomplish. That's my number one thing I need to do today. See, Jesus doesn't think that the number one thing that I need and that you need is to hurry up and accomplish. Jesus knows and tells us the number one thing you and I need today is to sit and listen. Is to sit and listen. Not that those other things don't matter, but the number one priority Jesus wants for our life is to sit and listen to his word. Open it up and hear of his love for us. To hear of the forgiveness that he's given to you and me. But if I'm honest, do you know what I'm really good at? Coming up with all these amazing excuses, or at least I think they're amazing, as to why I can't. I'm really good at rationalizing why I can't sit down and sit and listen to God's word. Because once my day starts, I am on the go. And I don't have time to sit and open up God's word and just listen to Jesus. I don't have time for that. I need to get going and accomplish my to-do list. And so what happens is whether consciously or subconsciously, what am I telling Jesus? You're wrong. Jesus says the number one thing that you need today is to sit and listen. That's the number one priority. And I say, no, the number one thing I need to do is hurry up and accomplish. And if you're in a position where you're telling God he's wrong, it's not a good position to be in. And yet that's what we do subconsciously, don't we? Now, I'll say this. What Martha is doing is not a sin. She's not sinning by accomplishing her to-do list. But what is she trying to do to Mary? Take her away from the one thing that's needed, to sit and listen to the word of God. She's trying to pull Mary away. Because Martha herself has lost her focal point, her reference point. The number one thing Jesus wants Martha to realize is she needs to sit and listen to the word of God. And that's true for you and me. Our lives are filled with all kinds of busyness, with all kinds of to-do lists, and yet what does Jesus say to us? The number one thing he wants for us to do today, the number one priority on our list is to sit and listen to God's word. Listen as he says, for God so loved the world 
that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. To, to open God's word and hear how our to-do list to get into heaven has been completed, not by us, but by Jesus. To open up his word and hear how, how he gives us our to-do list and says, it's been completed by me. You're in. Be at rest. To open up God's word and, and have our guilty consciences soothed by the word of forgiveness, one at the cross. To open up his word and hear how our greatest fears, death itself has been conquered through Jesus' resurrection. We can be at rest. To hear, uh, to open up God's word and listen how in our baptism, he made us his dear children. He wrapped us in his robes of righteousness. And he's given us a clear conscience before God. Jesus says the number one thing for you today is to sit and listen to the word of God and the peace and rest that he offers you today. Not through your to-do list, but through the word of God. If you're overburdened, if you're anxious, if your mind is constantly wandering and, and, uh, of your to-do list, maybe the reason you're not at rest is similar to me. We sometimes lose our reference point. The number one priority for Christians. And the number one priority for Christians is our relationship with God. Your to-do list will end. Your accomplishments will end. This world will end. But your relationship with God is forever. And so is mine. And every day, we get to open up that word and hear how our relationship with God is at peace through the blood of Jesus. This is why Jesus wants us to sit and open up his word. Sit and listen to how you are at peace with God now and forever. That is what's going to bring us rest today. It's the one thing Jesus said is truly needed. And so if that's the one thing that's truly needed, if that's the thing that's missing in our lives, let's keep that time sacred. So your last point today. When you find what's missing, keep it sacred. So when you find that the word of God is missing from your day-to-day -day life, look at your schedule, plug it in, and keep that time sacred. When is it for you? What works in your time and in your schedule to sit and open up God's word and listen? I'll be honest, for me, it's got to be at 6 a.m. Once 6.45, 7 o'clock hits, my day is going and I have a hard time stopping and sitting and resting and listening to his word. And so every day, my alarm is set. No matter how little sleep I get, no matter how much, much my night is interrupted from my kids, my alarm is set so that at 6 a.m. I'm sitting in my kitchen in the quiet before everybody gets up, reading the word of God, sitting and listening to my Savior. When is it for you? Find that time in your schedule and keep it sacred. Block it off. No one's going to interrupt this time because I'm going to sit and listen to my Savior and hear of the peace that he's given me through the forgiveness of sins and resurrection. It's then that we have what's missing. It's then that we'll have rest, even in the busy days that we have. May God be with you as you rest in his word today. Let's pray.
Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the life-giving promises that you give us in it and that you want to remind us every day. Every day, you want us to hear of your grace and your mercy. Every day, you want to hear of the love that you have for us, the love that sent your one and only son uh, so that our sins are forgiven. Death has been conquered, and we have eternal life uh, to look forward to. But not only that, we have peace with you right now and fellowship with you starting now and forever. Help us to find that time in our schedule, uh, in our busy lives, to to block out and spend listening to your word. Uh, Let us keep it sacred. Uh, Let nothing uh, move it, uh, but let us sit, open your word, and listen to it every single day. Help us to remember this is the one thing that we need, uh, not just now, but forever. We ask you to bless us in this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.